Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 42 Podcast. I hope you didn't miss us too much on our week off, but we are back from the restaurant at the end of the universe to talk about the failings uh, of the late great human race. And as always, What's to up? my left, your good friend and mine, Mr. Right. Ryan. It's, That's me. I guess it is, yeah. I guess it's to, to the right hey, of the Jake. screen. <laughs> How are you? Anyway, I'm good. How are you doing? Enjoy your, your week off last weekend. Actually, I did a lot. Do anything yeah. fun or just no? No, just didn't do shit. Actually, my dad had his birthday party and he turned like some big number. I don't know what it was. I should turn that off. My apologies, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was a uh, it was a good time. He fried shrimp and made hamburgers and hot dogs. Nice. That sounds good. And I don't know what it is about men when they make it into like they're like close to like 50, you know, 50 to like 60. Mm -hmm. They just can fucking burn meat like a like badasses. (laughs) Like it's just apparently like you get this like, you know, from 45 on, you can just barbecue like a boss. It's they've been doing it for a while. You know, that's one thing it is. uh, That's one of the things like I am not great. Like I can grill. okay, but I don't do it enough to like really be proficient at it, which is probably a failing as me as a man or something. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever grilled by (laughs) myself intentionally. Like I think I'm going to burn some steak. I don't never done that. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, we went to Gen Con last weekend, which was a lot of fun. Uh, It's a lot more low key than Comic Con is, I guess, like San Diego Comic Con. But if you if you want to play games. You know, Magic, D&D, Pathfinder, board games, you can play 24-7 for the entire weekend. Like, they never close down the gaming hall. It's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but at one point, they had, like, 15,000 people playing Magic. It was it was nuts. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, there's, there's like tons of people. 100,000 people there, I think. Wow, but that's it, a big number. It is a big number, but since they had, like, they had the convention floor and the gaming floor... It's, you know, it's the people are spread out, so it's, you're not nearly as cramped as you are, because, you know, you'll have, like, 10,000 people just playing D&D all day and whatever, so. That's insane. That sounds fun, though. Yeah, that sounds it, like... it was a lot of fun. There's some pretty good cosplay. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask, any cool cosplay? Yeah, it was obviously much more, like, fantasy gaming related, since it's that kind of con, but still, some right. pretty good ones. Uh, some good Harley Quinns, which... I'm guessing we're going to be seeing a lot more now that uh, the movie's coming out next year. Or is it this year? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. Just just saying. She's Uh, a hot, like, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, she's she's crazy. She's more of that cute, like, high school punk, like, cheerleader kind of style than she is, like, the 40-year-old, like, succubus, you know, style of villain. You know what I mean? Like, they normally Mm -hmm. have, like, the the girl villain be, like, 35, a little older and more mature and kind of... Just wiser. wrecking dudes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but this this one, she's like twenty and got like pigtails in her hair and wears mini skirts and shoots Uzis. Yeah, that's kind of hot. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Saying. Like I, I know a little bit about the the Harley Quinn that they built in the comics from the animated series, and I don't know how much that's gonna play in because, like, in originally in the comics, she is joker's therapist at arkham and he corrupts her and that's why she like it's like full-on like hardcore stockholm syndrome kind of thing with her and him like she just like she's so fascinated by his evilness that she just like becomes evil herself to like be with him 
We have we talked about it before, but that whole argument about how um the Joker was the actual hero of the Dark Knight. No, I haven't heard that one. You never heard that that uh-huh. he's actually the Dark Knight. It's not uh, Batman. It's not the Dark Knight. It's actually uh, the Joker. Okay. He's the one who achieves everything that was essentially Batman's goal, overall arcing goal in the movie. Like Batman's trying to take down the mob. But Batman can't do the few things that need to be done to get it taken care of. And Joker is proving to Batman that you can't do it Batman's way. That you have to be willing to... It has to be full crazy, right? And what the Joker does is he burns all of their money. He takes their bank down. He kills them. He gets a lot of... He breaks the whole mob ring up and he gets them all killed. Like, he was actually the one who saves Gotham. Right. That makes the sense. The one who breaks up yeah, the mob. I can see that. Yeah, he was the Dark Knight. It's cool. I mean, I'm not doing the article justice. Some, You know how they are. Some asshole goes through and reads, you know, writes an article. It's all detailed perfectly with, like, flow charts and graphs <laughs> and shit. It's like, oh, yeah. Someone well, yeah, spent way too much time. <laughs> you convinced me wholeheartedly. I think with, any, with this type of technique, you could, I could believe anything you say. <laughs> Yeah, did you ever did you ever see the the Pixar theory about how they're all in one universe? Like every movie in Pixar is in the same universe. Yeah, and they try to um they try to tie in how Cars is in the future after Wall-E, mm-hmm. where the robots have become sentient and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. Someone else someone spent way too much time. <laughs> it works. Like, they that- really they're really trying hard, though. It was. It felt like a stretch. Some of it. Well, I think for a lot of these papers, they're like, you know, dissertations and master's theses for like anthropology classes. So they study what? like, yeah, like you can like you could do it as a, like a, an anthropology study of how pop culture fits into other culture and how those things interact with each other. Oh, so. no wonder they're so detailed and yeah. So yeah, good. To- Whatever. <laughs> Oh man, the uh, the international five finals was yesterday. So it sick. was epic, huh? Oh yeah, eg. So I was watching it. Okay. And I have an issue. Like, the reason it won't ever take over is like football. Uh huh. Is it's way too complicated to understand. It's like, what is a Dragonmoroth? What is the you know the, what is the um, the Shigon. Like, there's all these things. Like, oh, if they pick up the Shigon, everybody's going to get... It's like, what is that? It, I know it's an item, and I know he's buying it, but it's it's too based on you already knowing what the fuck they're talking about. See, I wish you had texted me, because they actually have a separate new person stream. It's, like, dedicated just to new people who want to learn what's going on. Oh. So, so they, yeah, they have that. Maybe I bet you I could they find that, that YouTube and send it to you. I think they need to recognize them. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I tried to watch it. It was, I mean, everybody cheered, so I knew shit was happening. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's dying. And then, the, you know, the, the, um, the announcer's yelling, he's got the Zeus. What is everybody going to do? No one's ever gone with the Zeus. And I'm like, oh, did they? I don't know what he's talking about. I'm so confused. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. EG won, so, you know, go USA. Like, first time an American team has won. Uh, the international and one of the few times an American team has won a major land in general. So, you know, they're going home with six, six point six million for the team. 
1.34 per player. So it is pretty... Okay money. That's okay money. I mean, Grant, they do have to give some of them to the, the team. I think the team takes like 10%, but still, it's good money. What was the overall purse? Like 18 18, million? yeah. We 18. were trying to guess last... What did, What was our guesses? I was thinking it was going to hit 20. But... All right, okay. It was close. It was like eighteen point seven or something, or eighteen point two or something. Yeah, but they what they what I was expecting them to do is because they have all these uh, goals for the compendium. Like, okay, if we hit fifteen million dollars, we're going to give everybody this. If we hit fourteen million dollars, we're going to give everybody this. And I was really expecting them because they their last stretch goal was fifteen million. I was really expecting them to roll out another five million dollars worth of stretch goals. And if they had, they probably would have hit the 20, but they didn't. So they just kind of ticked up from the 15. So. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right. And I got a lot, you know, I got a ton of new sets this, like, the last couple of months. <laughs> so many new sets and other things that are going to be cool. And I got this really awesome um, Dead Mouse pack. Like, so, like, you, like, there's this, like, nice Dead Mouse soundtrack while you're playing the game and stuff. It's really cool. Okay. That is cool. Yeah, it, it's 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 really well done, so it's not overpowering. So like, you really only hear it like during the fights. So if the fights are getting epic, it gets a little bit louder and gets the blood pumping a little bit more. It's just, it's a, it's a really good pack. You did a really good job. As far as the Dead Mouse show went last night, it kind of sucked. <laughs> he wasn't nearly as like epic and entertaining as I expected. I was I was like, where's the LEDs? Where's the Where's the drops? Like he, the music was even kind of like dum 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 dum. It's like, come on, where's the beat? I, like, ah. Yeah, maybe he just made a bad, you know, playlist decision. Where's the beat at? You know, we need somebody to. Yeah, I, I really would have. I only watched a little bit of it. Cause Me too, because it sucks. I, I was watching because there's a a couple people from my Dota team. Uh, we were watching it all together on TeamSpeak. I was like, I went in it. I was like, "Hey, y'all guys want to play some Dota?" They're like, "Yeah, let's play some Dota." <laughs> it's kind of like watching like skate videos back in the day. Like you watch it, and then all you want to do is go skate, and you end up hurting yourself because you're trying to do things you're not ready to try and do yet. <laughs> I remember that feeling. <laughs> oh, speaking of Dota things, sort of big news for the uh, for the the network. A uh, friend of mine, he's going to start doing Dota analysis blog on www.f2en.com for us. And he's already been like casting matches and stuff, so he's going to be uploading that. So if you like Dota and you like esports, you're going to have a little bit of a home here at 42, besides as much as we talk about it here. But <laughs> yeah, you're going to have your own dedicated blog and stuff. And I don't know if awesome. he's, I don't know if he's going to do his own podcast or not. I don't think so, but you'll have some extra content on the website which needs it terribly because <laughs> right now all it is is like the files for the podcast whatever whatever so, so people will be like i was there when i was there when that's right i remember when this was a shithole website <laughs> at least it's a good looking shithole website it is a good look that's the thing i like about squarespace it's easy to it's easy to make things look decent and it's a pretty easy thing to uh, work with it does look pretty good though even for being as simple as it is well, that's what I like we were about talking it. about um websites and stuff for like gaming 
did <laughs> have you seen this thing where you know in Counter Strike you have those skins that go on the guns? Yeah. Uh -huh. And they're exceedingly rare. They're kind of like hats in Team Fortress or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like a something will a case will drop in a game and then you can buy a key and then you can unlock that case to get a chance to get a ultra rare skin on a, you know on a cool gun that's popular or whatever. Well, some of those can be worth $2,000. Oh right? wow. Yeah, some of those skins can be worth a lot. Well, there's a website called like skinbets.com or some shit. I've, I've heard about these kind of websites where people are like betting shit. <laughs> okay, but it's the weirdest style of betting I've ever seen. So the more money you put into the pot, it's like a raffle ticket system. So the more you put into the pot, the higher your percentage is to win. Interesting. And then it's it does a randomly generated like number and if you have like that number inside of that percentage, I don't know exactly how it works, you win. Right? So I was watching a guy <laughs> on on Twitch, there's a guy named Summit. I've heard and he Summit. has he has eight thousand subscribers. It's not bad. He gets two two fifty two dollars and fifty cents a month per subscriber. Jesus, I didn't realize it was that good on Twitch. Yeah, well, it's five bucks a month to subscribe to somebody. Twitch gets half. Oh, so he does that. Okay, he does a paid subscribers. Okay. Yes, yeah. We're, yeah, no, he has 8,000 paid subscribers. Not followers, 8,000 paid, paid subscribers. Subscri okay. Mm -hmm. Right, and that doesn't include his, you know, his uh, inventory or his revenue from... Like advertising and shit? Right, 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 and sponsors. But anyway, he was doing that Skins website. Uh -huh. And, you know, Summit's a big Counter-Strike player, right? So he's got... Ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of uh, skins. He's watching the games go by, right? And most people are putting in like a ten dollar skin, a twenty dollar skin, and then somebody will put in like forty dollars worth of skins. And you know the whole pot might be worth like six hundred bucks. He's watching, and this pot's worth like seven hundred, and a guy puts in three and a half grand, trying to like guarantee himself a win. So Summit quickly jumps in and just starts clicking skins, right? Puts in like five grand, like $4,700 worth of skins and pushes submit. The guy that he pushes submit against, right? You know, so now the pot's worth like eight grand. Right. The guy jumps in and puts another two grand in. <laughs> so now the guy's like at 51. It's like a 51-49% favor. And like Summit has like the 51%. Like he's a barely a favorite. He loses. Oh. He loses like $5,000 worth of skins. It was... Oh, it was so devastating. I just can't do that, man. You can't, like, you can't let your hubris get the best of you like that. And if you're going to do it, you might as well dump them all in there to guarantee yourself the win, you know? You're just all in, right? You put yeah, your whole like 15, 15 grand, grand in there and have... Green, you could still lose, but still. Yeah, I like that style, though, where you can also throw in, like, $5 and just buy a ticket. It's like, eh, I could get, like, it's worth it. You know, there's got to be a math in there where it's worth... Which way is it worth? Right, yeah, yeah. I'd have to look at it, but yeah. I mean, it's definitely probably worth it. You know, if you can win one in a thousand and the prize pools are always over a thousand, it's worth the money. You know? Right. It was fun. It was crazy to watch. <laughs> and then I was watching that, like, one of the most popular, like, Twitch guys, Soda Poppin'. And he was playing Blackjack. Just like, and I don't like... know how he's playing Blackjack, right? But he's. 
he's logged in and what he sees is a real life person in a room standing like the dealer in front of a, a table. Okay? Okay. And then he like has a spot, but it's like a digital spot, right, on the table. And then the dealer like says, Okay, you know, no more bets. Everybody places their bets. And I guess there's some type of screen keeping track, right? Or some other person yeah. that's off screen. And then he reaches and grabs the card and they're giant, like six inch by four inch cards. And he lays them out and he deals everybody in blackjack and then he deals himself like normal. And then he waits for everybody to bet over the internet. And then the guy, you know, does the whole blackjack thing and, you know, flips the cards over. But the you can interact with the dealer through chat. So you can put in like, you know, text chat, and then the dealer talks back and forth. It's awesomely entertaining to watch people lose thousands of dollars <laughs> it is hilarious because uh, he's actually one of those blackjack players who's obviously has a little bit of money and he's young and he's kind of wasting it so he's been playing blackjack a lot and he's he knows the he knows the percentages he knows when to double down and when to split and when to hit and when to stay but he gets in those positions where he's like well it's a 48 50 i Fuck it, we're gonna hit. We're just gonna hit here. We're just gonna do it. We're just gonna see what happens, right? And then he hits it, or no, he doubles down or whatever, right? He doubles down right. to like a twelve, and he gets like a two, and he's like, "You bash!" And he's just yelling at it, "Fuck you!" But the dealers doesn't see him or hear him unless he chats something. So she'll be like, "Have a good day," or you know, like, "Oh, so sorry." And he's like, "Fuck you!" you know, it's like this. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's fun. Yeah. So if you're ever on Twitch and you see like blackjack near the top, click on that one. I uh, had a friend in this week, and so we went out to the casino and played some poker. I did okay in the poker. Well, I played one poker tournament. I lasted nine hands. That was fun. Ooh, that's not fun. <laughs> like, I got, it, I got it in. It was, I had top pair with the, so I had like ace-jack, and the flop was ace-four-six with two hearts, and I had ace-jack of hearts. So we get all in. The guy turns over bottom two, and it holds up. It's like, well... Not a lot I can do there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, mm. but you know, yeah, but it's, I, it's, I learned it's, to... it depends on how the betting went. Whether you should you had to get all in or not, whether you had to risk your tournament life on it. Yeah, yeah, but... it was the right decision. Like I was still, I was a light, a slight favorite. I was like a fifty-one percent favorite, even with his two pair, because I had the over cards right. and the flush draw and everything else. But oh, I, fuck it, I'm all in then. Just fuck it. <laughs> well, I. It was one of those. If it like, works out, man, you're set, though, right? Right. It was like I went raise and he re-raised, and I came over the top and he shoved. And at that point, I got like a thousand chips left. So I was like, "Well, I got a call now." Go. Let's see. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I learned to play Pie Gal, which is a table game that is so much fun. Like it's how really, does that work? So you get dealt seven cards, and you okay? Build... Wait, not to interrupt you, but like um, normal cards? Yeah, normal. Just like yeah. But, you know, How many players? You can be up to six, but you're only against the dealer. So oh, it's okay. kind of like blackjack. We're only playing against the dealer. With seven cards, though. With seven cards. But what you do is you make a two-card hand and a five-card hand. So like, okay. so like pair aces is a really good two-card two hand, right? And, that would be the best, right? Right, for the front. But your Does back... king-10 count as like a, like a, like a jack-10 count as like a straight on two cards? No, it's just like... Just jack ten. It's kind of so like it's the, either it's either high card or or pair. a pair. Yeah, in the front. So like you know, almost any ace in the front is pretty good. Like if you really got like ace ten, yeah. 
And in the back, you do just a normal five-card poker hand. But the rule is you have to um, have your weakest hand in the front and your strongest hand in the back. So if you have like a pair of aces in the front, you can't have a pair of kings in the back. You have to have the pair of kings in the front and the aces in the back. Make sense? The hand in the, hand in the right, back okay. would have to beat the hand in the front. I was just slightly confused. The the two cards are always in the front, though. Right, they're always in the you front. You don't reverse the roll of the two and the five. Right, right. The okay. two cards are always in the okay. front. Yeah, I get it then. And so, you, you know, it's also like blackjack where you just you put your bet down first. Oh, complicated, huh? Not really. Like, once you, once you get the hang of it, it's not bad. Okay. And to win, you have to beat the the dealer's both of the dealer's hands to win the bet. But to lose, you have to lose both of yours. So there's you end up pushing a lot because you'll end up splitting. Push. But so it's one of those games like just, it's really fun to just sit down and you know if you if you were to like a five dollar table with a hundred bucks, you could probably play for eight hours if you wanted to. Right, just sit there and kind of drink and talk shit and play. Yeah, but, you know it's and it's slower, so it's not like blackjack. Where if, have you ever played blackjack at a casino? I played with you. That's right. That's right. We did. Like, Everybody kept getting mad at us, and we had no idea what was really going on. <laughs> that's and the right. Yeah. Kept making fun of us, and we just kind of left, dejected. It's, it's just like it goes. Blackjack just goes so fast. I know, and we lost like 150 <laughs> bucks in like seven minutes. I was like, "Fuck this game, man!" But yeah, I got to also, you know, they actually have like real craps here, so I got to shoot some dice, and that was fun. Uh craps, man. That's that's the game. If I'm gonna just thing. go like, if I'm gonna go gamble, just like straight gamble, I'm gonna go play that. Go shoot some craps, man! I love it. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Especially you get like like the old. This is gonna sound a little bad, but you get the, like the old like black dudes, right? They're all like talking mess and shit. Yeah. And the dealers, huh? and the dice are like, oh man, you you take those dice, you throw them through that back that fucking yeah. wall. Don't let anyone get in the way. Their hands are down there. You fucking hit them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they can talk some jive. They can talk some shit. That's fun. <laughs> That's what is cool about dice, though. Is there's not? It's not meant to be calm and reserved. No, no. Like, it's, it's okay to like cheer. It's okay to yeah. It's okay to talk shit. It's okay to call out stuff. It's you know, daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Is not it? <laughs> you know, anything bad to say. It's okay. Like go with it. Yeah. Have I, chicks that you don't know blow on the dice like you're nuts. You know, just fuck it. Just yeah. It's a good the, game. The uh. The thing I uh, feel bad for is like the dealers who are running the game. Like they got people shouting at them all the time. They got to pay out all these bets, and the way they can keep up and as fast as they do is impressive. Watching those guys, they got like, those you... sticks, and they're all like flipping it over and shit, and knocking people's hands out of the way. Like, Psh, don't touch that. I got it. And you're like, okay, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wish you could uh, still smoke cigars in the casino. Just smoke cigar. Throw some fucking dice. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> probably cool can't hear, man. Everyone smokes here. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like. I didn't. Casinos where you live? Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, actually, not too far from here. I didn't know that. Yeah, this is actually the first time I've been. Was this week? So. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, when I kind of at the one of those points where like I don't play enough, especially poker, to where to really be sharp, and so I just go, and I really don't have the extra money to just like straight up gamble right now so i just kind yeah, of stay away real, do what the itch is real though when they when they when you have those cards in your hand and you're sliding them and you're you're stacking the chips there's like oh yeah i would like to do this oh yeah <laughs> there's, that, just... there's that part of you that's like i could be a degenerate it's not that hard 
it's bad, especially when I'm playing poker, is like how quickly I fall back into my old, like the rhythms I used to have, you know, chip shuffles, you know, I'm just like always fidgeting with my chips and flips and yeah. like stacking and I can still, I can still eyeball a stack of chips and be like $147, you know, I can still do that. Yeah, and I find myself sliding back into my habits of like triples and like triple uh, triple betting and stuff. Like just like just straight like like things that I I have to like. Why did you just? Oh yeah, that is something you're supposed to do. That's just a weird thing. It's like almost like a muscle memory. It really is. It really is. And oh, I'm dealer. That means I'm in. That means like whatever I get dealt, it's like almost good. Like let's just see what happens. Like I'm gonna at least see the flop. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, way back in the way back when I used to play way too much poker. <laughs> way too much. <laughs> oh. But yeah, good so time. What was, the, um, Go what was the coolest thing you saw at the Comic Con? Uh, Gen Con? Um, oh, whatever. Yeah. Coolest thing I saw at Gen Con. You got a cool book. I did get a cool book. My friend bought me Armada, signed by Ernest Klein. Did you finish that yet? I'm working on it. I've I've been really dedicated. Like I'm like three or four hours in now, so I'm like I'll, I should finish it by the end of the week. So by next week's podcast, we can talk about it. All right, then. So everybody here's you know. So next <laughs> week might be a little spoiler alert on the Marvel. Yeah. So start reading. <laughs> it's not a long book. It's like twelve hours on audio. So yeah, I'll be able to read through it pretty quick. Uh, not too bad. Yeah, there was just a, all these just awesome exhibits like. Because, like, we spent most of our day, because we were only there for one day, on the convention floor, like, checking out the vendors. And so I had some really cool, like, entropy engines for dice. And, like, have you ever seen the dice towers? No. So some of them get really, really intricate, but there's these wood towers that you drop your dice in, and, it, you know, they bounce around, they roll for you. It's a way to keep them contained without having to actually roll them and stuff. Oh, and then they, they fall, and then that's their numbers. Right, and, and you know, there's yeah. there's a bed that they roll into, and there's some yeah. some of those that were really cool, but they I mean they were obviously like hand built and hand carved with all these like intricate designs and super pretty, but they were like three hundred dollars. Oh shit! There was this that is a great idea, really though. There was this one woman who was selling like real forged, you know, swords. That like there was like she was selling one that was based off the ones from three hundred, you know, the ones that are kind of short. Uh, there was like nine hundred dollars, uh-huh. thousand dollars, but they were like wow. they're real steel and had been actually like beaten, you know, like old school style. So yeah, that was. I wonder pretty... how how well a sword like that actually held an edge. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that much about swords, to be honest. I don't either, but I mean, in the movies, it seems like they cut through bone and don't even get dull. Yeah, you know, they're, they're probably one good fight. I mean, if they're really good, thick steel, you know, and there's really razor down, part of it's just the fucking weight of it all coming. So yeah. the reason they're so heavy is just let just the momentum, yeah. Yeah. You don't, need, you don't need an edge with that. You just need it kind of rounded, and you're good to go. Right. <laughs> uh there was it was kind of cool because they did I didn't play any but they had like a League of Legends and Dota lounge set up at Gen Con so if you wanted to play some of that, some of that you could so that really was, just like sit down at a pot like at a computer yeah so that was pretty cool uh, that is very cool and of course you know you got you got some of the con the con funk floating around which is always fun because every once in a while you'll just get behind somebody who's like oh my god 
like trying not to say anything. He's like, oh my god, this smells so bad. Oh god, it's bad. Especially at a con like that where you can literally be there all night, you know. So some people don't have hotels; oh. they're just sleeping in the corner of the the room, you know. Oh yeah, so I people, didn't think so, of that. Some people get bad. Like Comic Con, they shut it down, so the the con smell isn't so bad. But there was a couple of people. Like we were standing in line to get our tickets, and we, whoever this dude was that we were standing behind, man, he was bad. Was, what? What is that? I don't, they just don't shower, I guess. Why though? What's wrong with them? I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Like they're the ones who ruin it for us normal people. <laughs> yes, us normal nerds get ruined for them. Yeah. <laughs> like they all goddamn shower people. They are the. Uh, they are the uh, stereotype. Yes, neckbeard. Neckbeard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. Did I tell? Did I ever tell you about sitting next to the moose going to Comic Con my first year? The moose. Uh, this is why I nicknamed this guy. So we are. Um, so we're flying from Tulsa <laughs> to LAX and LAX to San Diego. So we we are the first flight out of Tulsa, like seven o five. We're getting into LAX like eight a.m. because of the time difference. And for some reason, we have to sit on the tarmac for an hour when we get there. I have no idea why. And so they're when like, you get there, yeah, when we get there. So we're sitting at LAX. So you've already made your flight, and now you're sitting here. Yeah, well, we've already yeah, we've already flown to LAX. We're sitting we're sitting at LAX. It was really that weird. Sucks. It was, and so me and me and my wife, we were supposed to sit together on the commuter jet to San Diego, but they were already like giving away our seats. Because we were so late, so it was one of those things where, like, we get we get to the terminal. The stewardess comes on. We need passengers, Ingles and so and so, to come to the front. Please let them through. So we run across the tarmac. We don't even go in the airport. They take us across the tarmac to this other jet. Or yeah, it's actually a turboprop. We get up there, and so they're like, "Well, okay, you can sit there, and you can sit there." And there's this so dude. You're, so you're all. I'm sorry. You were on like the runway. Yeah, well, in, you know, like, like the area in between the planes, like in the but like in L.A., like like the big giant airport. Uh huh. Like all kinds of shits going on, and it's loud and crazy, and you're all like running, like something out of like a James Bond movie. Yeah, kinda. I mean, That's not cool. that bad, but oh well. Come <laughs> on, so, man! I'm trying to make it epic here. So, I, so like, so we get there, and my wife finds a seat by herself because there weren't two seats together anymore since they had sorry, sorry. Right, and right, I get right. sit by this guy who's got to be 450 pounds. Ooh. He's so fat, he keeps his 3DS in his neck fat. Like, he just sticks it there and leaves it. And I'm, and I'm in... And this is a little turboprop, so these seats are really small. I can only sit on about half the seat because he's, like, coming over into the seat. I'm just, like, sitting there. Like, you need to buckle up, sir. And I'm like, I'm trying. I really am trying. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Sorry, but that that flight from LAX to San Diego is gorgeous. It's about forty five minutes, and you end up being about probably about half a mile out over the ocean. So either like depending on which side of the plane you're on, there's all this ocean to look at, or like the coastline of California. It was awesome. But yeah, back to the dude. What did he smell like? He didn't smell bad yet. I'm sure he did by the end of the week, but. Ugh. Yeah, it was. It they was... should make people like that. I mean, not to be mean or whatever, but you should have to buy another seat. Southwest makes people do it. You should have to buy another seat. It's like you should be charged by the pound. 
like your luggage. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, we're, we're moving mass. That's what it is. Right. And you should be charged by the mass that you're wanting to be moved, like, you know, like freight or something. I'd uh, be okay with that. Southwest should have, like, a freight flight. <laughs> yeah, the... Um... One of these days, I'm going to take the Am. Like, I'm not a big Amtrak person, but I'm going to take the Amtrak from Los Angeles, San Diego, because it's right on the ocean. It's like a two-hour trip, and just like sit back and drink a beer or two, and because it'll take you like right to the convention center. Like one, like you don't. I don't even know if you have to change trains or maybe oh, one that train. That would be cool. You, like, just pick it up in LAX and just go all the way to the convention center. I, I want to do that at some point if I ever get to go back. That to would be cool. Yeah. I would be cool if they had like a lounge, like a cigar lounge car, so you could sit back and drink like a what do you call them? Um, Manhattan, uh, Manhattan's or um, no? What do you drink? I drink the old fashions. Old fashions. Mm-hmm. I saw this a little off subject, but I saw a little chart that had like you know kind of weak and fruity all the way down here in the right corner, and then like strong and like bitter or something like in the other left corner. Uh-huh. And the only one that was like anywhere near this far corner was an old fashioned. It was like the only. It was like super strong and super like you know kind of not good tasting. You know, oh, it's not. At least the way I make it, it's pretty tasty. But I, I go a little overboard with the fruit. Yeah, coming from the guy who drinks paint remover. <laughs> like they have a like you have a, a description for beer that's like enamel, <laughs> the enamel acid or something. Yeah. Enamel ripper. Yeah. <laughs> See what I do is like I just take like I take a clementine, quarter it up, throw it in the glass, like three cherries, muddle the shit out of it, uh, some sweet vermouth, and like four ounces of bourbon, and or depending on the day, six ounces of bourbon, <laughs> just depending on the day. If it's been one of those days, and yeah, you stir it up and super good. So what? One six ounce, and you're you're good, good. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's six shots worth of bourbon. <laughs> right. So you're right where you kind of start to slur. Not really slurring, but you're just kind of getting that relaxed. Yeah, by the end of the by the end of it, I'm just like, hmm, mm. let's just watch some TV now. <laughs> yeah, I got another hour and I'm out. Yeah, you know, the thing with like, especially with the, maybe it's because I started making old fashions with kind of shitty bourbon. That's why I built, make them the way I do. But like, you can use kind of shitty bourbon and it'll taste okay. But like the, I started using just started using the sweet vermouth. I'd never heard of anyone doing it, and I ordered one at a restaurant, and she was like, "Yeah, I made a sweet sweet vermouth instead of because a lot of people use simple syrup, just like a dash okay. of simple syrup to give it some sweetness, and you throw the bitters on top to give it just a little bit of a tart. So it's good. You get this nice, fruity tart flavor with the bourbon. Mm, that's good. Mm. Like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. What were we talking about before the bourbon? <laughs> Trains. Oh, right. Yeah, you know what I found was interesting is they sell, like, um, like super luxury cars, like, across the country. Mm-hmm. And they're not bad. They're, like, 1200 bucks, which is a lot, but it's not bad. You know, it's for, like, four days or something that it takes to get from New York to L.A. or whatever. <laughs> On Amtrak, it takes three weeks to get from Boston to Portland. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about this. It's, like, a luxury, like, express kind of... Okay, it's really Train probably thing. it's probably probably more like a week than four days. Maybe a week, maybe a week, whatever yeah. it is. It's, but you get your own little, you get your own private car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have Wi-Fi. <sighs> I was like, what the fuck? How does that not work? How can they not have Wi-Fi on the maybe? trains? They can have it on airplanes, but not on the trains. Amtrak, has, I know Amtrak has a lot of Wi-Fi cars. 
That would be cool. Maybe, That'd be the way to do it. Maybe there's just no Wi-Fi in the room. Maybe you gotta go to a specific cart car for the Wi-Fi. Maybe. That wouldn't be too bad, I guess. No. Especially, I'd want it in my room, though. That would be nice. I mean, yeah. But I think that would be kind of a cool way to see the world. Like, I see the country. Yeah. yeah. Be a fun I'd, little vacation. I'd do it. If I, if I had the money, I'd definitely do it. I also want to do a cruise, though. That would be fun. And they're cheap. I mean, they're Have you pro- done one? No, I haven't done one. My wife's really? done a couple thought, of them. You seem like the kind of guy that would be on a cruise before. Yeah, but I mean, all things considered, you can get them pretty cheap. You know, like $2,000 a person yeah. for a week, and it's all you can drink and eat. And, you know, it's a balcony view kind of deal. It's You're not, like, in the bowels of the ship. Yeah. That would be cool, wouldn't it? To have a balcony, like, on the side of an ocean liner. Yeah, like, like, I wouldn't even mind going to, like, Alaska in that kind of condition. It'd be fun. Oh, it would be fun. It's gorgeous. Uh, one day. Yeah, they've got, like, a Millionaire's Club, the the ones that they take, like, a three-week uh, trip across the Atlantic, and they go mm-hmm. see, like, you know, the Mediterranean, you know, over that area, and then come back. Oh, I... And the people that are on there are, are just really unique individuals that are young enough that want to do it and rich enough to be able to do it. And those kind of people don't come from, like, you know, an IT background unless they, like, started some random, you know, stamps.com company. company and they, you know, got, you know, so it's all these crazy people. I've always wanted to do one of those. They, I saw it's one. Awesome. It was, I think it was 400K. And it was a 280-day cruise. And wow. it, it was it, it was the entire world. So you would, like, cruise from, like, New York over into Europe and the Mediterranean, down around Africa and Asia and across like Australia and Hawaii and back up. And Whoa! That I, would be crazy. If I had the money, I would spend a year and just cruise the world. That would be cool, right? Especially if you had like high-speed internet anyway, or at least good internet. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Had your own, like an apartment style, like, uh, what do they call those? room i guess yeah like a condo or something yeah that'd be awesome yeah you know you have like i mean it'd be like living in a hotel for a year you'd have you know room service you'd have the maid service you'd have laundry service so you just you know it probably end up costing like a million dollars once you like end up doing all your you know excursions and going to different places and buying shit and that's extravagance that even rich can't people afford. Like rich people can't afford. You gotta be really rich. Like you gotta be really rich to be able to spend. Probably a in that like twenty, thirty million dollar range to pull that off. You know, no Ooh. ten millioners here. You know. Did you know Bill and Melinda Gates have given away more like money than the the next five people combined in value? I knew they. I knew they given away a lot of it. Thirty billion. Jesus. They've given away thirty billion, and he's still worth eighty-six mil, uh, billion. So much cash! It's insane. I couldn't. It's imagine. an unfathomable number. Why doesn't Bill Gates just give like five billion dollars to like NASA? Maybe he doesn't like. Maybe that's not his deal. Like his deal is more Why like. Why not? He's got eighty-six billion. Keep a billion and start like just give five billion here, five billion there, five billion. They just start fixing shit. He should, he Look, we've already talked about this before, but Elon Musk is trying to save the world with like twelve billion. Did you see what he? Did you see his reaction when someone asked him about uh, acquiring Uber? Who? 
Elon Musk. Someone asked him, was like, no, but no, he, but he, uh, someone asked him about it at some conference and he was like, apparently it was like a nine second pause. He he ended up saying like, well, that would be interesting. Wouldn't it? Like this really cryptic response about maybe. Yeah. Um, (sighs) I read something. The electric cars, he makes like an, like an Uber fleet of self-driving like Uber cars. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the CEO of Uber has already said, like, if if Tesla makes five hundred thousand self driving cars between now and twenty twenty, Uber will buy every single one of them. Like, eventually, Ubers are going to be all automated. Like, it's going to be robots. I can see a future where, like, the number of cars go down by like half. Like, families won't even own a car. No, they'll just have like a subscription service. Yes, you know, like. 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month, you hit the button and it comes to you. Yeah, that's, there's been a lot of talk about that. Like people will, what they'll do is they'll have centralized garages for all these things. And so like call it and, you know, it just gets out of the garage. But it's also a little different than that too, right? So, so me and you want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings at 830. So we hit the button. It shows up, right? Two or three minutes later, we get Mm -hmm. in the car, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings and somebody at Buffalo Wild Wings wants to go home. Exactly. So they get in that car, and then they go home, and then somebody in that neighborhood wants to go to the bar, and they get in that car. It's, it, it'll only be like 30, 45 minutes away, and the car is continuously in use. We won't have all of this downtime in our cars. Right. There's a lot of people right, who right. are saying that in the next 10 years, car ownership will basically go away. Will it become a luxury thing where you own a car if you want, and you still get to drive it around? Or where, where it's like, look, we don't have room for you to be shitty on the roads anymore. These automated cars are doing 100 miles an hour within a few feet of each other because they can interact with each other. I you think, know? you know, it's going to take a while for the cars to, it's, it'll be a long time before people stop driving because, you know, you buy a car now, you don't, you're not going to want to ditch it, and, you know, so people are going to still drive. And I think on some level, people will always drive. Unless we get to the point where, you know, the roads aren't really made for cars anymore and there's some new mode of transportation. Mm. You know, like a hover car thing that they need a special road to, like, float on or something. Well, I could also see it coming to a point where, like, say Uber is the main form of, you know, um, driving. So we have all of these, like, just modular uniform cars driving around delivering people and then private self-driving cars right mm-hmm. yeah that, but, that was... but they will be at the level of performance better than a tesla is now and those cars are zero to 60 in two point you know nine seconds and they'll do 150 and if they're self-drove and all the other cars are interacting with each other so it's like i know i'm here and you know you're there and they're creating like a a wi-fi network of you know, like a smart brain, the more cars that are in the system, it, the system's even smarter. And they're calculating traffic because it's like these, they already know where they want to go. So they're all working with each other to get there. They could be just within a few feet, five wide on the freeway, even though there's only like three lanes. You could have the cars just a few inches from each other, you know, moving and interacting, where it just won't have room for a self driving car. It would be um, a human would be too much of a variable. Well, maybe, right? maybe there's just not room for you. They could be doing a hundred miles an hour. Maybe a there's maybe there'll be certain you know, re- uh, self-driving like lanes or air like 
Right. Maybe all the interstates become self-driving, but you can still like drive yourself on state highways, that kind of idea. Okay. You know, basically make corridors for the self-drivers. If if self-driving cars are actually able to get to that level of sophistication, which I think they, they probably be will able be. To, right? You would think. Yeah. You would think. You would think. Uh, oh. So this is the future talk, right, for yeah, the episode? Drink, yeah, drink, 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 okay. drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Hopefully Did that'll... you see that um, automated self-plugging-in thing that Tesla has uh-huh. for the cars? Like the Dr. Octopus like, arm? It did. It looked like a Dr. Octopus <laughs> arm. That's exactly what I thought. And the video that I saw was from the internet, so it was already edited, and it had cheesy, like, 70s porn background music. <laughs> And it was all like, you know, I was like, oh, that's horrible because it kind of does look like she opened up. And then the... I was like, that's so fucked up. The internet's hilarious. Did you, uh, did you see the Lexus hoverboard? Yes. That was pretty sick. It was kind of cool. It's like It was kind of cool. Now, now all that needs to happen is the Miami Marlins need to win the... Uh... <laughs> Either win the World Series and all, almost all the predictions from Back to the Future will be true. Yeah, except for the Jaws one. It ended up being Jurassic Park, not Jaws. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was funny. Yeah, I, what I thought was interesting about the hoverboard, so it's hovering, and it seems to have, like, forward momentum doesn't seem to be that big a deal for it, right? Like, forward or backwards. But when he would ride it up the the walls, it didn't seem to want to slide back down. It seemed to have an, an an invisible edge. Like when he put it up against the wall, it wanted to seem to stay there. It didn't want to slide down the wall, even though there didn't seem to be any... I don't fucking know how that thing worked anyway. Because the only way I know how you could have that type of levitation would be using, like, superconductors and magnets above metal. Like you, you can suspend metal above a superconduct, you know, a superconducted like supermagnet or whatever. There's like a magnetic field where it'll suspend, in, you know, at that like two or three inches range, and they can be so sort of strong enough to support weight. But they seem to be doing it on concrete. Uh, maybe there's something inside like cement, or maybe there's just naturally occurring minerals that they can repulse off of. Maybe it was a metal park, and I just couldn't tell off the film. Like you know how some parks are covered in like a sheets of metal. Yeah, maybe. But you saw the other hoverboard system that came out like a year ago that Tony Hawk was on? Yeah. That one had to be on, you had to have it on copper or whatever it was. There was some brass or some type of material that it had to be on. That didn't seem to be the limitation to this hoverboard. It didn't, yeah. And they were riding it pretty hard. Yeah. He was like, you know, kind of bouncing on it. It 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 never seemed to touch. The coolest scene, though, was the slow motion across the water. Oh, I didn't see that part. Oh, that part was awesome. I'll have to check it out again. Yeah, the water was like, you know, maybe an inch deep, but it's like 40 feet long, and it comes hauling ass, and then he's just going across the water. You know, homage to Back to the Future, of course. Of course. But he makes Wait, it all the way across. They don't, so they don't work on, hoverboards don't work on water in Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. Oh, it is a great movie. Love it. Love Did you hear it. Robert Zermakis, or Zermakis, uh-huh. say his last uh-huh. He's just like, Lost no. his mind. He was <clears throat> like, fuck you. He was like the way you feel about sequels. He's like, come up with something original, assholes. He's <laughs> like, I've already done two sequels. What more do you want? <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it's just, it was such a great movie, and I don't know how you could remake it. Yes. Right. Good call. 
in yeah, oh, what's the uh, Marty McFly? What's his name? Um, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Like he he's basically the point where he can't act anymore because his Parkinson's, and so right. you, you couldn't have him in it in any way, shape, form, or fashion. <sighs> Which would be a shame. It would Which would be, be a tragedy. It would be a, yeah. You just can't do it, and that, that's what he's. That's what the director says. Like you can't do it without Marty McFly. If Marty McFly can't, you know, do anything anymore, <laughs> which is a shame because he was. Just, I loved him as an actor. I really thought he was good. But we do have a small glimmer of hope that we're going to get some Back to the Future on the big screen soon. Did you see that Steven Spielberg's uh, Ready Player One comes in 2017? Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. Spoiler I... alert. Turn it off or, or skip the next 30 seconds. But for people who don't know, the main guy drives a uh, a, De- a Back to the Future DeLorean. Well, the, yeah, the, the author at least does. one scene. At least one scene has got a Back to the Future DeLorean in it. Yes, it does. Oh, uh, and I'm really interested to see... Because, you know, VR, we're getting really close to that, you know, consumer yeah. release. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sure everyone remembers, because we talked about it incessantly on this podcast, like, Ready Player One is all about virtual reality. Right. So drink. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how much, since the movie's basically coming out in, well, a little over two years, what's virtual reality going to look like compared to the vision in Ready Player One? Like, are we going to be at that level in two years already? Like, is this... Not quite. Well, we close, could be close. Though, right? Or will virtual reality make start looking completely different than what they thought it would be? You know. Well, that's probably true. Human beings are pretty shitty at like really predicting it clearly. Like it's always something slightly different than we expected. That's true. So I, I'm interested to see how that works. And did how... you see what Robert Klein when he did those um, Ask Me Anything on uh, Reddit? Uh huh. He didn't ask me anything on Reddit, which was supposed to be about Armada, but it just turned into Ready Player One. Ask me anything. Uh-huh. And um, they were asking him, uh, <clears throat> you know, how are you going to get all of these conflicting studios to, license, to let you use their stuff? And he's like, most of them are excited to let us use their stuff. Like, most of them want this to happen as much as we want it to happen. He goes, I don't actually foresee having issues with any of it. So, it's kind of cool. It is cool. Hopefully they get I've I've read some stuff online about they already have contingency plans. Like if certain things don't come forward, that they mm-hmm. can they figure out a way to keep the story intact with using a different game. You know, so if it's if they can't use right. like adventure, they can they figure out a way to use another game, or yeah. they can't they, use they can't uh, use Joust, They get to use Mario Brothers, or or something like um, you know if they if they can't use war games, they can use a different. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, because yes, yes. I mean, really, the a lot of the titles are pretty superfluous to the story itself. It's just the titles for what they're using. You know. Right, but the nostalgia in the titles are so. Right, but you can get other nostalgic titles yeah, uh, to you. But war games is. Yeah. It was very iconic, and it really did fit the role in the book that it should fit. Like it really did. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, but you know, they can they can do it. I think. I hope. I hope. And, you know, with, I have a lot more faith in it now that Spielberg is helming it than I would have if any, anyone else was doing it. Apparently, this is Spielberg's baby. Like, apparently, he really is, like, in using love. some of his, like, um, 
industry clout to get this done. Well, this is like most of Ready Player One is in his wheelhouse when he was really making movies in the 80s, you know? And so that's that's pretty cool. How many um, great Spielberg movies were in the 80s? Right, but he's like... Like if like a studios or something is not is having issues giving him the license, or you know the people talking to the studio, he goes and talks to them, per, you know, personally. Like, look, I want this, not just these people. Like me, I want to get this done. Right. So apparently, that's really helping out with um, getting some of the harder stuff to get. I'm hoping the final battle is as epic as it was in my mind. Yeah, in my so mind, too. it was like Coruscant on acid, you know. Okay, so here are, because we're talking about it, the Spielberg movies that he had a hand in, either director, producer, writer, or other in the 80s. Raiders, E.T., Poltergeist, Twilight Zone, the Mo- Twilight Zone the Movie, Gremlins, Temple of Doom, Fandango, which I've never heard of, Back to the Future, The Color Purple, Goonies, Young Sherlock Holmes, An American Tale, The Money Pit, Batteries Not Included, Empires of the Sun, Inner Space, Three, Three O'Clock High, who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Land Before Time, Always, Back to the Future Part 2, Dad, I don't know, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, that's just what he had his hands in on some level uh, in the 80s. It's off subject a little bit, but you mentioned uh, Batteries Not Included. Such a good movie. So funny. God damn it. What a tear-jerking, like, know, great, right? like... <laughs> just... Just get up! Just get up! Come on! Just get up! We gotta go home! Yeah. Fuck that movie. It's a great movie, though. <laughs> great movie. I haven't. I need to pull that one out in, like, Short Circuit. That's another tearjerker. Short Circuits. That's a great That's a great one, too. I <laughs> oh, love those movies. Wait, I yeah. didn't realize that he was so prolific. Holy crap, man. Yeah, he's got all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Like he's either was a writer, director, producer, executive producer, or something. Which I don't know how much like he actually like did stuff with like the executive producers, but still his name is attached to it in some way. He's got so many movies. Like he- here's the nineties for you. Arachnophobia, Back to the Future Two, Gremlins Two, Joe vs. the Volcano, which is fucking terrible. Uh, a Wish for Wings at Work, I don't know. American Tale, File Goes West. Amazing. Love that movie. Cape Fear, Hook, Tiny Toons Adventures, uh, Jurassic Park, obviously. Schindler's List, The Flintstones, Casper, yes. Balto, Twister, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Men in Black, Amistad, oh. Saving Private Ryan, The Mask of Zorro, Deep Impact, Medal of Honor. Like the dude has been in like a part of almost Who's every this? Spielberg. He's been in like a part of these movies. This is still Spielberg. Yes, this is all Spielberg. Oh my god, that's not even possible. It's like every, like major, like that's every classic film. Just about. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so prolific. Like that's why his name is so regarded in movies. Because even now, like if if I see Spielberg's name on something, I'm like, okay, this has a shot. This really has a shot. <laughs> you know, it's not like Tim Burton. Because it used to be that way with Tim Burton, but now he just kind of sucks. So. He's deep in thought, ladies and gentlemen. That's true. There was a time when Johnny Depp made a movie. I was excited. 
Or even just like what? Tim Burton, you know, if it was like Tim Burton, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to see it. And then you just start making crap movies like the new Alice in Wonderland that came out five, six years ago. So bad. So bad. Like, I don't know. For me, his style, everyone likes to shoehorn his style into Horrible. movies. And for, especially for something like Alice in Wonderland, you can't do it because Alice in Wonderland is super bright. But it's like it's it's got this super dark center that's candy coated in like neon whatever. Like the best Alice in Wonderland movie is probably Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, if you want to get down to it. Is that what Willy it's, Wonka in the Chocolate Factory is? It's an Alice in Wonderland story? Not really, but if you think about it, it's Kind of similar, you know, like going down the. You can't. Did you know that um, Gene um, Gene Wilder, the original Willy Wonka, the one who did such a great job, mm-hmm. refused to watch the new one because he didn't want to lose respect for Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of respect for everybody in that movie. That movie was Fuck terrible. That movie was terrible. terrible. Just make terrible. Halloween movies, uh, Tim Burton. You'll be fine. <laughs> Like the last movie he made that was any good was uh, Corpse Bride. I really enjoyed Corpse Bride. Well, actually, no. Let's. Uh, did he do Big Fish? Uh, I think Corpse Bride was after Big Fish, though. It. It was a yeah, but it was Tim Burton. Like, like those kind of movies give me hope for him because he's it's, it's such a different movie. Maybe you only had one of them in him, but Big Fish is a fantastic. If you haven't watched Big Fish, like you got to go watch it this weekend, like t- today, you know, whenever. Just go watch it. It's super good. I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. Big Fish. Yeah, I saw it with you in the theaters. Yes, we did. Yes, we mm-hmm. did. Love that movie. You did like that movie a lot. I still love it. It's a great movie. Great film. Will McGregor is fantastic in it. Everyone is just great in it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> you know the movie that I really liked that had that that guy in what was his name? Ewan McGregor. Is that what you mm-hmm. called him? Didn't yeah. he do um? What? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. What? What? what are you he want? did uh, uh, what was that movie? Little Pretty with the Girls That Danced. Oh, um, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. That's a Baz Luhrmann yeah. film. The guy I did, liked that one. Oh, I, I do too. It's it's a fun one. Actually, I hadn't seen it. Like I'd seen it once in college, but I was distracted. Uh, so we ended up watching it probably about six months ago, and I just did not realize how good it was. It's it's gorgeous. a good film, and it's gorgeous. It looks so good on Blu-ray, like amazing on Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet so. Uh yeah, they uh that's a great film. Uh it's a good film. It's fun. It's it's entertaining. It's got some funny parts. The music's pretty good. The storyline's pretty good. You might cry a little bit. Like it has a little you know, it gets a little emotional. A like twinge. it's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh That's probably Baz Luhrmann's best movie, in my opinion. You know, he he's the he's the guy who does the sunscreen song too. Did you know that oh. the connection was that same guy? It's like the guy who directed that. that movie is the guy who does the sunscreen song. Wow. Okay. The things you learn. Yeah. And he also did Romeo and Juliet in Australia. And I haven't seen The Great Gatsby, but I want to just because apparently it's just amazingly pretty. Okay. 
Yeah, so, the ones we've already talked about it, but the ones that are so pretty to me are the um, who is it? West Borland is that his name that does them? Yeah, he does. Like uh, the Royal Tenenbaums and those kind of films, like uh, Aquam Teen. Oh, uh, life, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah, Life Aquatic. Of? Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. They're just like each scene itself could be like a. You could print it out and put it in a frame, and it would hang on your wall. Like every scene is pretty. So you, like you ready? Are you ready for? We're search topics a little bit here, but still we'll talk about watching things. So you ready for the Netflix of porn? Because it's coming. Actually, I think it's already here. Porn. Pornhub has announced a ten dollar all you can binge porn subscription to their website, like ultra premium exclusive content. Yeah. So if you if you want, like, it's no no not like back in the day it was like fifty bucks a month for your subscription. Have you ever paid for one of those high definition? I've never I've never paid for porn. Me I don't either. I wonder if it's worth it. Like, is I, it? I do kind of too. Like, I wanted like a part of me wants to sign up just to see. Like, they had that seven yeah. day free trial. I'm just like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> maybe that would be fun. I don't know, but that's coming. Yeah, I think it might be. I had a friend who did it. We were talking shit at work one day, and he was like, "I think I'm gonna take the plunge. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of those HD ones. I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." And then he comes back a few days later, and he finally admits to like, "Yeah, I got it. I got it." He's like, there's things that you just didn't know you were missing. He's like, you could see all kinds of things. He's like, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> but it but it's interesting with them. It's like Pornhub is like one of the first big free sites, right? So it'll be interesting to see if they can actually yeah. convince people to pay for porn after they've spent an empire building uh, free porn. Uh, Uh, actually, something about that I want. So, uh, but it's only usually like in 460p, which is really shitty. Right, like it's really it, hard to enjoy that when you've got a big, nice 1080p screen, and it comes up and it's all blurry. You're like, ah, this really would be enjoyable if it was in 1080 or at least 720. Like, come on, uh, the new the and a high bit rate is... too, not just 720 like low bit rate, but like a full blown pretty 720. Yeah, that's uh, that's what they're doing. 1080p, like 60, 60 frames a second. Uh, have you ever watched 60 frames a second? It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> it's so smooth. I like it. So I watched some. I saw some stats. So Pornhub does six petabytes of data a day in terms of streaming. Petabytes. Yeah, six thousand terabytes a day. Netflix is like forty-five thousand terabytes a day. How much is Netflix of the internet? Uh, well, at times... people say it's like half the internet or something. At times, it can be, yeah. Um, it's incredible. Let's see. I'll, I'll look. Didn't didn't Blockbuster like, have a chance to buy Netflix for like $6 million or something? Yep. And pass it up? Uh, 30, they're 35% of downstream internet during peak. A third of North American internet is Netflix during peak hours. Damn. You know what? I'm really kind of disappointed that Blockbuster didn't do it because it would have been nice to have everything, right? The mail-in DVD subscription video game service where you can mail they'll mail you a game. But there for a while Blockbuster had that where you could take you could they would mail you a DVD, but you could also be like really impatient and take it to a Blockbuster uh-huh. and then get another film from them like in person that day. So if you had that, that plus 
Netflix's like internet version. So if all of it still existed, that would be awesome. Yeah, be I actually awesome. had the Blockbuster like way back in the way back. Because I had Netflix for a while and it kind of sucked. So I went and got Blockbuster. And that was great because what I would do is I would... Because I would have three... I would have three... I had the three out of time subscription because I was alone and in a new city and everything else. So I would I would get the ones in the mail, which would generally be about either a season or half a season, depending on the show I was watching. I would go through them all, take them back, get the next three. And by the time I was done with those three, the other, the next three were already in the mail at my door. So that's actually when I first started like binge watching television shows was right out of college and doing it that way. Yeah, I remember because I had Netflix and you had the Blockbuster and I was at your house because they're like, let's take these back and get some video games or something. And I was like, you can do that? He's like, yeah, we can just go to the Blockbuster. I was like, oh, that's way better. It's like way a thousand times better than Netflix. But it turned out that that um, on-demand Netflix system turned out to be pretty cool. Well, once they started getting good content in, you know, because it used to be their content was so bad. Yeah, the only reason I ever enjoyed it at all in the very beginning is because they had Star Trek. They've had it from the beginning. They have had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you, you, there's also a lot, always a lot of anime on there, too. Yes, there's, that's true. The anime is so cheap to get in terms of, like, rights and stuff. There's so much of it, though. There's so much of it. I wonder how much anime there is. A lot. More than people have watched. I saw a great Vsauce video. You know what Vsauce is? Uh, it's, no. a, it's a YouTube channel. They do amazing like 15 minute like short documentaries you know like what's the loudest sound and a guy describes like what would happen if you made like a a 10,000 decibel noise it would turn into a black hole the size of our solar system or something you know and it's just like and he does all the math and you know it's just like this crazy stuff you know but um wait what was the original part about Vsauce what were Uh, we just talking about before that anime oh he does what why was we were I... talking about how much anime. Oh, yeah, and then I was talking about how there's anime that people have never watched. Vsauce does a video where he talks about these videos on the internet that nobody's ever seen. And, like, how much of the internet nobody's looked at. Like, how much of YouTube has zero views. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of crazy. And there's some of those videos that are great, heart-touching, like, great story, documentary-like videos that no one's ever seen. There's just too much content to be seen by everybody. It's really kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy what people, some people just make. Because uh, there was a, a one-minute-long film competition for the International. Like, you, you, you know, it's a short, so super short, one-minute, 60-second movie that you can make and submit. And some of them, like, were really, really touching. You're like, oh... Oh, that's nice. Or like, you get a little sad. It's it's sixty second video. It tells this entire full story in sixty seconds. It's something really, really impressive. Or get really pumped up. You're like ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't find a definitive number on how much anime there is. There is a ton. Oh, let's just go with that. A big number. Hey, how many? Naruto and if anybody wants a fun anime there, to watch. What? How many Naruto seasons are there? Aren't there a ton? Like, isn't that one of the ones that's like super long? Yeah, it is. It what, is. What do you say before I cut you off? Uh, Fun anime uh, to watch, was... huh? Fun anime oh, to watch. Oh, and you watch them. And you watch Yeah. 
That's one of those films that has like 250 episodes, and every single one of them slightly more epic than the one before it. Just, just get tired. By the end, your mind is just melting every episode. You're like, I can only take one of these at a time. <laughs> you just get so tired of it. You're just like, oh, God. I can't it take is. it anymore. That's why I quit. And it's wa- one of those. Huh? That's why I quit watching Arrow. Like, I really enjoyed it, but it was just, it was so sad all the time. I was like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of listening right? to you, yeah. you know. This one isn't really, like, sad. It's just epic. Right? You know, like, they're going on, and it's, like, only, like, we're three quarters of the way through the uh, second season, and there's like 15 seasons, and it's already to the point where um, I was like, "It's over, right? Like he's gonna kill the guy," and I'm like, "What's going on here?" And she's like, "Just wait, it gets crazier next episode." And they go to the next episode, and you're like, "What's going on?" Like, <laughs> the like the sword that seems to be the most important part of the the whole show just gets broke, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You know, it's like it's, it's crazy. Really, really good though. Did you uh, have you seen the new Mad Max movie yet? I need to. You need to. It's really good, but it's one of those movies like at the, at the end of it, you're, you're just drained because it's it's a hundred miles an hour the whole time. Like there's just like yeah. I think there's one, I think there's maybe one scene when they're not actually like driving on a car. You know, the entire thing is just a giant chase scene. By the end of it, I remember telling my wife it's like. I'm tired. I'm worn out. Like physically tired, you know, watching this movie. <laughs> Was it good though? You recommend it? Oh, absolutely. It's really fun. Like it's it's high energy the whole way. I mean, the plot's kind of thin, but you know, whatever. It's a Mad yeah, Max movie. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I'd highly recommend it. I was I was genuinely surprised with how good it was. It was okay. it was much cool. better than I thought it would be. Cool. Have you seen any good movies lately? You know uh, you're a movie buff here. Yeah, nothing recently. I'm trying to figure out what we've been. We just have been cranking through Frasier, man. We're still on that kick. Frasier, yeah, love it, dude. It's hilarious. In a very subtle way. In a very subtle way, but we're. It's like the wine drinking kind of humor. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. You feel like real smug about yourself when you get it. <laughs> well, yes and no. Uh, there's some of it that is that way, but there's especially Niles, Frazier's brother, has got perfect comedic timing, especially for one-liners where he just like Frazier will be doing something, and he'll just pop him real quick with this this one-liner, just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you sit there like rolling on the floor, and it wasn't like anything out like outlandish. It was just this perfect little nugget of comedy that yes, just works. Yes. I love. It's really good. I think it's for- really weird that whole show works off of that style of comedy. Right. And it's, God, we're in season seven now, I think. Like, we've just been cranking through it. And it relies on you, like, to get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they don't they don't. How talk many seasons are there? Eleven. So, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those shows. That's just, it really works. And they don't talk down to the audience. They don't, like, lead you to the punchline. Nope. They just say the joke. And if nope. you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. Which I did, which I like. Yeah, there's a lot of it's. It's one of those like kind of test shows. Like you can ask people, "Do you like Frasier or not?" And they're like, "No, I didn't get it." And she's like, "Well, you're probably an idiot." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it requires. It's like news radio. Oh yeah, I've only seen a couple episodes of that. That's a really underrated show. It is. Uh, it's like it's something that like like Big Bang Theory, right? 
which the first two or three seasons were kind of like Frasier. They 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 were just they just made the jokes, and now it's just become a stupid sitcom that they just like. I don't know. It's, it's I got, don't like it at all. Like the for the first two seasons really are really good. When it's the really about nerdy comedy, season, yeah. In the second season, they were great, but after that, it really starts to go downhill quick. Yeah, it's just, I didn't like it. it. They didn't have any really where to go with it, and it just became gag jokes after gag. It just I don't know. Yeah, it, I saw a listing. It was shows that have outgrown their premise, and it was like the number one show that has outgrown its premise. Yeah, it probably should have been like a four season show, but it's the most watched show on television right now. Or yeah, that Sheldon dude's popular. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. And he's not even like the main guy, but it's weird that like he became the really kind of the star of the show. Yeah, he's sort of the um anti-hero. He he's the uh he's the Jack Sparrow of the show. Right. So he he's he's the id. He's the guy who just they bounce, you know, he's the comedic comedic center kind of thing that they mm-hmm. He he's the reason why weird things happen because he's crazy. He is crazy in the show. They've made him and I like his parents being the over-religious Texas. Like uh, I was like, ah, oh, that kind of hits close to home. <laughs> oh, that'd do. That'd do. I don't mind. They do. Per- they do portray Texas kind of bad, which upsets me. But you know, whatever. It's pretty close, though. There's a reason they portray it that way. Well, especially East Texas, because I used to live stereotypes out in- exist for a reason. Yeah, I used to live out in East Texas. I know a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I live close enough to it. I'm right near 59, and there's something magical about 59. You get on the other side of it, <laughs> fuck, it's East Texas, like almost instantly. It's true, it's true. It's really weird. But hey, we would both move to Austin if we could, probably. <laughs> yeah, Austin's beautiful. Oh yeah, speaking of which, uh, I think the family's moving. To Austin? Meridian. Meridian. Where the fuck Mer- is Meridian. Mer- something like that. Yeah. It's... um. A little north of Waco, a little south of Fort Worth. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, man, man, it might be. Near where, like, George Bush, like, ranch and stuff's kind of at. Let's see, how far is it to Waco? But I guess that, I guess that means you can guess what that has happening here, then. Oh, yeah, you said, you mentioned they, the other day that they were selling, they were selling yeah. things. They're trying to, like, it's all happening. Huh. You're about an hour from Waco in Meridian. Mm-hmm. God, everyone I know is moving to that part of the world. Yeah? Are you moving to Dallas, I heard? Uh, there's a chance. Should sure. make that happen. I got a couple things kind of floating around right now. Uh, uh, there, yeah, there's just a lot floating on. There's, I have two possibilities in Seattle right now, which that would be fine. Um... You know, my parents just moved to Austin. My older brother's in Waco. Yeah, right now is the time to move to Seattle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would love it. Especially because... Who? Jason's in Waco. Oh. Yeah. Steven's here, though, in Houston. Steven's in Houston. Uh, Wait, it's like a savage. Yeah. Yep. Ripping muscles and shit. Crazy kid. So, yeah. That's, uh... So we'll see what happens. Uh, it, I actually have a uh, a small possibility with a professional sports team in Seattle, so that'd be kind of fun. 
working in their it, research oh, analytics team. If you could move to Seattle, because global warming is taking effect, and all of those cloudy like Seattle winters, it didn't happen last year. And there's a real strong possibility that it won't happen again this year. Like we, ju- you just could be moving into a time where that could be the next place to live. Like, period. It's the next California. Yeah, there's other company up there. Uh, if I get the job where they are, I'll be able to not have a car. Like we'll be able to sell one car, and I'll just like walk through downtown every day to get to work. With them selling the property like they're doing, and with certain things moving and shaking like they are, I also might be in that position where the. Me and my wife might end up sharing the car, and I might start working from home. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Working for fun, working from home is interesting. It wouldn't really be from home. It would be from the shed in the backyard. Ah, that's how you do it then. Which is slightly different. Well, it is. It's really good to have an office area. Like, mm-hmm. that is, okay, you shut the door, and you don't think about work anymore. If, it, if work yeah. is always out there in front of you, you're always going to be like tempted to check your work email and all that stuff. And it, it can be tough. It can be really tough. That and also what I'm doing, I don't want kids running around going, ah! you know, that kind of stuff either. Yeah. And coming in and asking me questions. It's like, look, I'm for the next eight, six hours, I'm busy. I'm going to work. Yeah. That's something like I had to deal with like my wife is – when I was working from home for the Red Cross, that she would like, hey, can you go grab this from the store, that from the store? It's like, baby, I'm working. And so it took her a while to get used to, you know, actually, actually working. Actually working. I wouldn't but, be here otherwise, so right. get used to that, yeah. Uh, good times, good times. So you want to get my recommends out of the way? Yeah, let's get your recommends out of the way, and that should get us right to where we want to be. So let's recommend it and then uh, roll the show up. So, phones nowadays have this technology where you can like um, have a mirror image of what's on your phone on another device. Right. Right, which is called like mirror cast or screen casting or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool, except it's very hard on, the, on your phone. It must require the phone to do the processing power, like, right? Because your phone is watching Twitch and then sending it to the whatever the device that's plugged into your TV. So phones, batteries drain very quickly and they get very hot while doing this. But if you use a Google Chromecast, which is $35, it works on a slightly different system somehow. So the Google Chromecast isn't connected to your phone per se. Mm -hmm. It's connected to your Wi-Fi, which your phone is also connected to. And through that, they talk to each other on a network. But if, say, you're watching like Twitch and you hit the Chromecast button, all of the all of the work gets like sent to the Chromecast itself. Yeah, so the yeah, Chromecast starts it, yeah. downloading the information from the you know the internet, and then does all of the calculating trans you know translating stuff where it turns it into an image and puts it under your TV. So your your phone just becomes like a controller, right? Like an app controller for the Chromecast. It's fucking awesome. It's way cooler than a Roku, in my opinion. I don't know if it's true, but I never really owned a Roku, but it's up there with that kind of cool. It's really cool. It's cheaper because I, I have both. Um, oh, you do have both? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's the shit, ain't it? Back me up on this. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's really cool. Uh, the Roku has more functionality, more apps, okay. you know, but 
and it does you know it doesn't tie up the device like your own device as much as uh see but i find that the chromecast doesn't even de- tie my device up because i can turn it off and the chromecast keeps working in general yeah yeah you know it's awesome and it's cheap you can get them like you can find them for like on sale for 20 bucks 25 bucks if you really like yeah i wouldn't be surprised because full retail is only 35 right it's yeah they're if you're looking for a way to get a connected tv it's one of the better ways to do it it really is cool i really recommend maybe, it. So maybe re- the way to do it is if yeah. you're yeah because amazon prime 35 95 36 bucks be here in two days kind of deal yeah, they're really cool. So did you just pick one up like this week or you want your friends yeah. or something? Well, a week and a half ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, they're great. I love yeah. them. They're really good. And the, the picture quality is very high. It is. Uh, I mean, especially since you have a decent computer. Just I, I like to use it off my PC over my phone because you get a higher quality picture. That's off your PC? Yeah, you, uh, you, there's an add-in for Chrome. Wow. And you just hit, hit you like you can use it on Netflix. You like, you know, send a Chromecast and just poof. Awesome. Yeah, that's how we did it. When we had, we just ran it off uh, like our laptop. Cool. And yeah, that is cool. Yeah, so that's that's what I that's what I would recommend doing with it because you do get a better you do get a better stream on the computer. Oh. Huh. And seeing that I used to use it to run my Plex server. Just just for funsies, this may never come out, but if you're using local files, like if you're like have like local video files, Chromecast you can it can really only be three gigs per hour of video. Like anything bigger, the Chromecast won't stream it well. So even though most video is well underneath that, just letting you know. So if you want to really like like one point, it was like six gig Game of Thrones episode, you know, super high quality, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> you know, it just didn't work. But so you can have like, you know, one gig, 20 minute episode, It'd be fine. So that, yeah. Go, yeah, go get a Chromecast. Yeah, they're really cool. You can also use them like you're on your iPad and Android devices and all that stuff too. Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, that was the part that I thought was cool is that my, my iPad worked. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to download anything to my iPad. It's just like already built into your apps. Uh, okay. I thought I thought there was a Chromecast app. Maybe that's just to run it. Maybe that's just to manage the Chromecast. Yeah, to manage it. Okay, cool. Yeah. You don't have to download it on all your devices. Mm-mm. That's not, yeah. It's a great, it's a great cool, it's a cool Very thing. Cool. And it's so seamless. That was the part that was so easy. It's like it didn't take anything to set up and it doesn't take, it takes even less to use. Mm, just click like, the button. Anybody that's on my Wi-Fi, if like if you're watching Netflix, it's apparently just built into the Netflix app because my mm-hmm. mom, like once I had it set up, she could instantly just start using it. Right. I was like, you see that little button there? I was like, just click on it, see what happens. She clicks on it, and says, you know, use device bedroom, and I was like, oh, click on that. And she clicks on it and started working. I was like, no shit, you didn't even have to do anything. It just was automatic, just seamless integration. I would assume that you can use multiple Chromecasts on one Wi-Fi network, but I've never tried it. You can. Okay, yeah, cool. You, can label, you just you label pick. each Chromecast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really yeah, cool. I'm one of those people who might completely just sell my soul to Google. Like, there's a part of you that wants to resist, you know, like when it's like, accept these terms and conditions and gets to read all your text messages. It's like, I don't think I want anybody reading it. But in reality, there's so many of those. Nobody's actually probably ever going to read it. But if you do say yes, it recommends, it just makes every, it just, it starts to become so simple. Your life starts to become so easy. 
It's like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> because it is awesome. Like, it really will start recommending, like... I don't know how to explain it, but, like, the advertisements start to become very personal. They data mine. You don't they data mine your... Yeah, they, they just you run algorithms that look for words and, you know, sentences and stuff. That's, that's what they do when they're reading your text messages. They just run algorithms through them. Right, to find that we're talking about Airsoft. So next thing it knows, it's, you know, Airsoft's popping up. Or it knows that I'm talking about Twitch and it's recommending, you know... It really... It's, it's kind of cool to it let is. them do that, you know, to let them send the information from using your maps and your navigation... Because then it learned where my work was, it learned where it learned where home was, it learned all of this stuff, and then it starts recommending different things and and alternate routes and man, it's kind of creepy, but it's also kind of it's kind of very creepy. convenient. <laughs> it is. Very, you just gotta you just gotta you know be okay with someone who can actually run in and read your emails and <laughs> search history and everything else. It's weird. I'll let Google do it, but I don't want the government to. Right. But I don't think that Google wants to put me in a cage, you know? They just want to sell me stuff. They just want to sell you stuff. That's true. Right. <laughs> well, and it's a good recommend. I, I I would highly recommend a Chromecast. Yeah. If you want to spend a little bit more money, go get a Roku. Uh, I like having Which are the, awesome. I like having the actual remote for the Roku. That's that's the one difference. I actually, actually like having the remote instead of like using my phone, but yeah. Um, well, the another nice thing about the Roku is if you buy the high end one, the remote has an audio jack in it, so you can plug in like headphones and it'll streamless. It'll stream audio into your headphones, and it's it's no. There's no delay. It's that's, not like it's really nice. Like that's, so, that's so the wife the wife can sleep. Right. If you want to watch it in the bed, you can just plug it in, and it's it's seamless. So, you know, there isn't any delay between the words on the screen and in your ears. It's perfect. That is awesome. That is cool. That's that's one of my favorite features with it. And plus, all the apps like there's there's like eight there's like eight hundred or a thousand different channels you can download on Twitch <laughs> or on Twitch on on Roku. Uh, yeah, right. Twitch is one of those. Twitch is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I just upgraded my uh my gaming PC to Did Windows you? Ten. Yeah, I just got Windows 10 last night. Oh, an early adopter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Well, it's the official release was yeah, came out I this know, week. But everybody usually gives it two or three months to see what... Yeah, I dig it. It's, it's nice turn. having the uh, the Windows 10 apps, so they'll be like nice full-screen video, especially because I have a... Because my Roku is downstairs, so I don't have it hooked up to the computer here. But there's, a, so there's now a couple apps that I can actually like use instead of just pulling it up on Chrome and hit and go kind of thing. That's how I've haven't been doing it for some I, was, well, I, I don't know why it took them so long to put apps on our computers. Well, they've been doing like it I, for a couple of years as everyone hated Windows 8. <laughs> right, but they didn't do it right. Like, it needs to be like... I don't know. The like new, on my phone. It needs to be like a Facebook app. Right. The new Windows 10 apps are really nice because they'll go full screen seamlessly. But... All you got, you, but you can shrink them, you can stretch them. So if you want to have a couple of them going at the same time, it's easy. You can just X them out, but they also work like a tablet does. You just, you know, open them up and they go poof, full screen. And they look gorgeous. So yeah, I really enjoy it. They're, what they're doing with their translation software is insane. And I really hope it works. So Windows 10 is a win? Windows 10 is a win. I, I believe that. I, I really think it's a win. Do wait? What? What? 
We, I, what we, about their translation software? Well, their translation software, so what they're doing is they're building software that will translate apps into Windows code. So you can like drop an iOS app into the translator software and it'll spit out a Windows app. So that, you know, that's pretty solid. And also they have universal apps. So you can build one Windows app that'll work on PC, tablet, and phone all at the same time with no code change. It's huge. It's, it's insane what they're doing. How exciting will it be from five years from now? When you got the reverse technology of that, where you can take a Windows app and you can drop it into an iPhone-like simulator, and it'll spit out the iPhone app. So we take an iPhone app and we put it into the Windows one, and then we take the spit-out Windows version and we put it back into the iPhone translator, and we just keep going back and forth until we like evolve some new application that the computer just, you know, because <laughs> all the little bits and pieces get mixed up and messed up just a little bit at a time. We could end up like creating artificial intelligence. Like and that. the big thing that Microsoft has done with their translation software is they made it open source. Wow! Which is something Microsoft hasn't really done in the past. But they like it's they're starting to open source a lot of stuff, really getting the community involved. Really, yeah, good they do on seem them. like they're kind of coming around to the future version of the internet. They really are. They really are. Their new CEO, who's been there for a couple of years now, is doing is doing a really good job. Really good job. Good. Yeah. Oh. I think that's about it. That is uh, one hour, 29 minutes, and 38 seconds and counting. So we're right on the number. So thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for coming to the 42 Podcast. Hey! Have a good night or afternoon or whenever you decide to listen to this, whatever the next time period is, have a good one of those.